Okay. You want to talk about education? Yes. I want to go on more about about education. So I spoke in our last podcast about I believe you're never going to find a party you agree with everything else. You've got to kind of say what issues are important to you. Mm-hmm. Education to me, great leveler, hugely important, etc. That's great. Labour said they want to reduce tuition fees. Good move. Yeah, doing it reasonably because you can't just reverse a big thing like nine thousand pounds a year. Yep. Immediately, that's fine. SNP, we want to keep it free. Good move behind that as well. But education is certainly the further education system, which is largely what we're talking about, because secondary schools now are not going to disappear right from overnight. There's still work to be done on those kind of curriculums and stuff, but that will be an ongoing thing. Um, with regards to the tuition fees thing, right? In England, for example, the Vice-Chancellor, you may even be leaving just now, Neil Gorman of Nottingham Trent University, for his final year, got paid £623,000. All the lecturers at his university and the other staff are on a pay freeze. Because it was his final year, he got a bump to £623,000. I've never heard of Nottingham Trent University before. I have, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a... An Oxford or a Cambridge no, or a, no, no. a Glasgow or an Edinburgh or something so like that. So it's not Nottingham, it's Nottingham Trent. It's Nottingham like, Trent. Right, no, I hadn't either. I think there's, <laughs> not, there's Nottingham... No, I'm thinking there's of the airport. No, I'm thinking of the airport. I was going to say Robin Hood, but that's the airport. Yeah. A so, board. My, my point is that the education system, in a lot of ways, like these guys will get their pay rises year on year, regardless of how well a university performs, because we have to offer more than University X so we can get the best candidates. Right. which is a similar policy that was approached in the banking system, which then led to financial collapse. Still because happens, yeah, still bonuses back. still happen and all that for the thing. We offer more than other guys so we can get the better person. Mm-hmm. It happens in politics. That's why politicians apparently paid so much is to attract a better class of person. And if the politicians we have across a lot of the parties now are the, it, are, the, are the better class of person that these wages attract, I think we need to seriously rethink how we're trying to attract people into these roles. So my point essentially is that reducing fees and keeping education free is not the only thing that needs to be addressed and political parties have to start talking about removing education from becoming this kind of corporate thing but a lot of uh, universities get more money off of research funding than they do tuition fees yeah. in England right? so if Boeing pays your aerospace engineering department lots of money that's good but that takes t- your staff's time away from undergrads because they are doing research. You start to focus more on research. The only way to publish research that's good for them, so they start putting pressure on you not to put research is bad. Uh, you start to marginalise humanities because you're getting more funding for... Which is, which is understandable. Yeah, I'm not just saying it's, it's difficult for somebody to come out and sponsor humanities departments. But it's not as if those things are less worthwhile. Margaret Thatcher was in TV in the 80s at one point... Um, and she's, in, she's walking about Oxford or Cambridge and she talks to a student she says what do you study and the girl says uh, ancient Norse literature and Margaret Thatcher says oh what a luxury because the implication is that ancient Norse literature does not immediately lead you to a grad role and necessarily big wage and all that so yeah. it's not it's not worthwhile but I'm gonna I would my, my point just is though that I think that all, all subjects are all worth something though I understand that the financial constraints mean you're probably going to favour favour something, but that's fine. But I think that money then also needs to be able to subsidise other things because they are valuable. I mean, we're, yeah. we're journalism students; it's a humanities. It's not as if there's news apart from the Guardians, who did it the year after we did the course. You can now apply to get funded by them to do journalism postgrad degrees. Uh, 
there's nobody throwing money at those courses as a sponsorship thing for universities and all that. So humanities courses are being marginalised and pressured by this. And I think there needs to be a bit of a redressing in education to stop corporations and business practices and all that overruling the idea of people being able to learn. Particularly if it means that a lot of the money is just going to these this small group at the top. So yeah. So yeah. who sorry, so who do you think's at the at fault? And, and there's so many people at fault. Like part of it's a, a societal thing, part of it's a practice thing. As soon as one university says we're gonna offer X amount of money, the other ones sort of feel that. So it's not there's not a person I could point to and say, You are you are to blame for this. But I think part of it's because because it's a kind of behind closed door things, people don't really think of how universities are funded or whatever like that. It's been and it's much the same with the bank system. You didn't think about how it was done, you just assumed people pay their money in, that's what banks have money, they're big and they get investment and money and things and they move it about and that makes more money and and then you realise that banks were buying other banks when they had no money. Yeah. And I think it's just there's there's so many things that I wouldn't even like to want to point the blame at anybody that's been going on for, for probably I'd say a couple of decades now. I don't know if you could point the blame. I'm not even sure who's to blame. But I think you could go, you can really blame the, blame the system, like with the thing with the banks. Is like system's a very vague thing to blame. I'm not keen on doing that. But, but if you start sort of saying, well, the banking system, how it operates, right, or the, the university system, how it operates, you said the lecturers and the staff and that are getting a pay freeze. Meanwhile, this guy makes off with over half a million a year. Like, that's... What, what the fuck? How are you yeah, still Yeah, that is the biggest money? thing, even that, more so than the courses. That's... Yeah. that's, 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 that's yeah, come on, you fuck. Like, I mean, we we we're all three of us actually went to Strathclyde University, and la- while we were at uni last year, wasn't there? There was a big story in the paper about Strathclyde University buying a place up in Park Circus in Glasgow, which is like it's fucking Mayfair. Justification Park Lane, being right? that when that, that then becomes a part of the university's portfolio. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah which blah, blah, I'm blah, sure blah. it does long term. But at the same time, they also just bought the guy a house. So which is yeah. wait, hold on, hold on a minute. What, it, fucking university isn't. A real estate agent, it shouldn't be trying to expand its portfolio. It should be trying to teach people stuff. But they are a business. There, there is a balance to be. To be. But I mean, they, they spent was it like thirteen million quid in this place? They had marble archways and fucking hot tubs and goddamn big screen plasma TVs. I mean, Jesus. Never know. They might be hosting like Jay Z one one day. And... <laughs> oh man, it's just I think that. I mean, I'm not again not blaming the not pointing the finger at anyone specific because that's it's, it's libel a... and slander and difficult to do as well. But that's the problem, is where the fucking money is. Like, it, it's just that I feel as if the resources are obviously there in education if we can pay people £623,000 for, for that kind of role. I just feel as if it's probably being attributed in the wrong way. For example, take going back to that thing about research things, you find that a lot of our users are getting less time with their tutors to learn stuff because they're being pulled away for research. Now, the research is hugely important, and I'm sure X number of those students go on, get jobs at universities, other universities, doing the research, and that's a huge funder. Yeah. And it's great that they're able to bring this funding in. But I just don't think that the finances should be the be-all and end They're obviously hugely important, but there's no need to run a university purely for that. I feel as if if you... If you educate people well and they're well-rounded people and all that and they come out and then that kind of thing will start to correct itself. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, just go back to the kind of the privatisation of it. Yeah, Sam said they are businesses, so they have to make money and be sustainable and all the rest of it. Well, I mean, for example, we but, all pay almost six grand each yeah, for a postgraduate degree for a year. It's by degrees, right? I mean, if once you, as a university, 
purely a money-making machine? No, but if you put it in the hands of, say, for example, a bank which is purely beholden to its shareholders, the customer takes it in the ass on a regular basis. And that's just how it works. But who's, who's what bank is owning a university? Yeah, I, d- I didn't mean that. That's not what you were saying. It's not it's a similar. All right, right, right. I mean, if you if you similar start to run a university way. more and more and more like a private business that's purely for profit, then the customer, i.e., you and me, the guy that's trying to learn stuff to maybe get a better job and kind of social mobility and all the rest of it, ends up getting a degree that is printed on toilet paper, and they have no computers and they have no books in the library, and it costs an absolute fortune to go there anyway. And they pay the dean or whoever half a million quid to live in a fucking marble house. I, I'm sure this this may be something close, but I swear when I was in Glasgow with my undergrad, there was one year where the pay increase of the chancellor was exactly the same number as the amount of money that had been cut from funding to the departments. Right. I'm not saying that that number went to there. I'm just saying that it was just coincidental that numbers were the same. Yeah, but he got he got pay rise and. Didn't mean to hit that there, so as soon as I was really angry, I wasn't. <sighs> I thought you said I think there's there's a danger of education kind of being taken the wrong way. It's not just because students are being forced to pay extortionate sums to go to universities, because universities are slowly turning into. I mean, I'm not saying this guy doesn't deserve a lot of money for his job. His job probably involves making a lot of very difficult decisions a lot of the time, a lot of long hours, like that. And he's obviously worked very hard to get to that kind of level. I'm not sure he does something that's worth six hundred and twenty-three thousand pounds a year. But somebody he, he would argue somebody's willing to pay me for it. Well, to a certain extent, yeah. yes. I mean, if somebody was willing, oh, if somebody I, said, I, I don't know, yeah. I would, I'd probably take that. If yeah, I was him. so would I. But I think, uh, I mean, he's offered it. He's not to blame for him getting that. Somebody says, "This is what we're going to pay you," and he said, "But yeah." But I just don't think somebody should have offered him six hundred twenty-three thousand pounds. There's this kind of thing. I mean, it's gonna, it's going to be quite a strangled analogy. So brace yourself because I don't even know if I've got it straight in my head before I start speaking it. But he presumably this guy went to university, right? I'm guessing. I don't even know the guy's name. So let's say he went to university, trained up, was allowed to learn and you know better his CV or whatever to get a job that he wanted. Now he's in that job, earning a lot of money. But what is happening systematically, and again, I'm not blaming this guy personally for it, but systematically, is the ladder's coming up. He's climbed the ladder, got to the top of the tree, set fire to the ladder, and then, like, well, how how the hell am I supposed to get that job if it's costing me more to get to where you are and I have less money to do it with? Right? So, I mean, does that that make sense to anyone? Yeah, I know know what you're saying about the, the tuition costs. I mean, I do think... This goes back to what actually Margaret Thatcher's point. Like, kind of is a bit of a luxury to be in a West, to be in a society where you could do. It's a luxury, but it's not. The, the insinuation was that she was suggesting it was valueless to study that. I, I would say we're pretty lu- we're pretty luxurious, and that we got to go back and. Do I mean, journalism. The fact of the matter is, we do it, we do live in a capitalist society, so there are some degrees are worth more than others. An engineering degree is worth more than. Our journalism degree, degree because yeah. engineers are in a mass, a mass shortage. Yeah. I don't even necessarily have a problem with that kind of supply and demand thing. It's just the idea that that is then what's going to exert pressure on someone at university, where a university should be saying, no, actually, uh, you know, if, whatever everybody's doing is important, but if we're getting lots of money from Boeing because they want research engineering, then we give the money from Boeing to whatever. But if we've got a wee bit of excess from that, maybe we need to divert that into X, Y, and Z. You get some universities that are becoming more and more and more about whatever they're getting research funding for. And marginalising other stuff. Yeah, no. it's maybe not so much the case for 
big established things like say Glasgow or Edinburgh Rocks, they, they, their, their funding and all that kind of thing and their reputation is there forever. I don't see the philosophy degree that I did at Glasgow suddenly disappearing from it. Like that's going to be there for a long time because it's been there for years, centuries even. Um, but there is a danger, particularly for new universities. Once I, I see this kind of phrase in the UWS, like, in, like a vocational university, you yeah. go there and you do a, you do a degree directly to a job, rather than. I don't think there's anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want that to become like the paradigm for it. But then you okay, but you can still have like your Edinburghs, your Glasgows that have a huge range of like you say they'll trade on their repu- reputation. They'll always have maybe they can afford to have more degrees running mm. whereas something like UWS smaller universities maybe something like Napier or Harriet Watt in, in Edinburgh they're going to be they might well choose to be more focused in on a particular discipline I think that's a good move for them I just the, the problem is though that this same system that I've been talking about happens at all the universities regardless and it will eventually start to have a stranglehold on them no matter what so it might be that the philosophy degree is still there, but it might be that the department goes down to, to two. It's not a big department as it is, it goes into two lectures. But they also still have to get published, to maintain tenure, to put an excellent amount of work. Classes get smaller, you don't get as much face time, so more you need to just go read this, read that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, is that it, it trickles down and has a bad effect on education overall. And it's just because they're running something, I think. Something that is a business and has business aspects but they're running it as if it is purely a business, yeah. which it isn't, because it's about people learning and thing lane. And to some extent, some of it comes into students as well. It doesn't matter how good uh, the facilities are. If the students don't put in the work anyway, they don't get anything out of it. You can only get out what you put in. But I feel as if, if it continues the way it's going, particularly down south of Peastay, and I don't know how many students are getting £9,000 worth out of their degrees. No is maybe the point I, yeah. I wanted to make is that the money people put in is not the same as what they're getting out what, what I would kind of just add to this debate because you, know, you guys have been going back and forth for a minute too um, if you base like say a degree based on its let's potential say, monetary no, 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 not even monetary value what I'm talking about is like value to society say like the, the Thatcher example was like, oh, if you're reading like obscure Norse literature then that doesn't really help anyone if you take that as read then you end up with everyone studying plumbing and to be doctors and that's it farmers right but we don't that, that's just not the case and that's not going to happen you're not going to end up with a, an absolute ton of people begging to study plumbing because that's not where the money is you're going to end up with a lot of people who go into marketing which is what's happening now you've got a lot of business management courses marketing courses accountancy courses and stuff like that because the money is with people like PricewaterhouseCoopers or RBS or this or that and they end up pumping money into the university and I think that is that's good in one sense but it's dangerous because it, was, you can ha- it can get worse and worse and worse I mean you can end up with just everybody studying to be economists it's just, it's just the danger of marginalising I guess is the point I want to make I would I would disagree with you there I, I, I think because of the economy things the reason so many people do business management courses economics accountancy and all that is because the UK has a huge particularly Scotland particularly where I'm from Edinburgh has a huge financial services industry yeah. and that's going to play into 
their mind. So once, you know, once if there's loads and loads of people going into it, then there's going to be people who can't get, start getting financial, there's not going to be enough financial services jobs for them. So then you'd start to see a shift into people moving into something else. I, I, I mean, it's the same with engineering. There's not been people going into engineering, and so now there's a huge shortage of engineers for the UK for the next 25 years. So people are being encouraged to go into engineering courses. Eventually, you'd imagine it would rectify itself, and then you know something else is going to. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with you on principle there. Like the in terms of skill shortages, and if there's a surplus here, then hope you would hope touch wood that it would be self-regulated. But there is a shift now to a lot of, especially in the states, but it'll happen here as well. Places like Harvard Economics and stuff like that, like really prestigious global brand. Let's call them brand, right? Universities are a brand. Yeah, obviously. like. Um, finances course and stuff like that but they're getting funded by Goldman Sachs so it's not just you're getting paid to go to a university to study something to then get a job at Goldman Sachs because and then you get there is also one I guess in that case in the HSBC scenario whereas if, if there's a institution that is corrupt in a lot of ways and there's bad practices and all that and they start directly funding particular courses that just institutes bad practices more and more and more and I think there just needs just just a, a degree of independence. I don't mind people saying, "Don't we? We think you're a good university. You're going to deliver us top quality candidates, so we're going to throw some money at you." It's just the idea of business interests and corporate entities and that being able to directly influence now what universities teach, or uh, like I say, like the bone thing. Like they'll they'll do research, and if the research for a thing doesn't turn out well, then oh, we tried this, you know, revolutionary thing. It didn't work. Boeing won't put that out because it wasn't successful and it looks as if they tried a thing that didn't work. But it's still potential revolutionary research that could go out and maybe inspire somebody else, someone else to work on a thing or things like that. I just think there's a danger of those things putting a bit of a, a slow, really slow, like decades-long sort of chunk in education overall. And it would be the same, I think, to see things like humanity suffer for it because they don't have that option. Mm-hmm. So it's just the worry of universities eventually go into this thing where they go well this is how we get funding we get corporate sponsorship or whatever and we get funding but nobody wants to fund our English literature course so that's gone but there'll still be people who pay for it but it does, the problem is that most of the funding for universities does come from the research thing and it has happened that things have like some departments have grown smaller and things across humanities and that because they are I mean it would, it would take decades it's a, it's a really long term view of it but there is the potential for that to happen. And I don't... The problem as well, I guess, is that in my ideal world where somebody like Labour or that reduced tuition fees down and stuff, then actually there isn't people paying for it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I can I, I kind of see what you mean. I mean, is there not... You know how, obviously, university is a lot more expensive now? Yes. But there's a lot more people going to university. You know, like our... There's a lot of people dropping out as well, though. But they'll still, they'll still have paid something to get. I mean, the whole thing about university, I think personally, is uh, I, th- I think that uh, the the value of degrees are devalued because there's so many people That's going to university sure, yeah. now. You know, when you was because of Blair, you know, where they wanted to get kind of fifty yeah. percent of the population going into higher education. Some people shouldn't 
I'm not saying she shouldn't. I mean, I don't know if when I left school, I went to you just because I thought, oh, I want to go to uni. Yeah, I didn't I really. I probably could have done something more constructive. I had a wicked time, but yeah. that's not really the what the point is. Yeah. I, I I don't think the I think with so many people going to university, then of course it's going to cost more. And I also think that uh, that that there is now big discrepancies in the value of degrees. I think that's probably true as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that that's just my feeling. That I would dislike corporate interests to really. Corporate interest and corporate approaches to really be the thing that's dictating how education goes. Yeah. Essentially, the point I want to make. I think education's a leveler, and if you let the people at the top decide how that works, then it stops being a leveler. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. So, uh, I think, are we done? We kind of pretty much covered everything we want to cover. Is that fair to say? Or You're the sweary David Dibbley. Yeah, you the sweary David Dibbley. You've been dropping C bombs. Everything's yeah. <laughs> coming out today. Anyway, um, well, okay, I'll, I'll be this way, David Dimbley, and thank you both for coming. And Thanks. Sam, do you have Twitter? I do have Twitter, yeah. Brilliant. Do you care to share what your handle is? Yeah, it's uh, Sam Shedden. And Shedden is spelled S H E D D E N. Can we call you Sam Double D now? <laughs> if you want, yeah. yeah. Fun. Callum, you've got Twitter as well. Yep, Callum McMillan2. Don't know who Callum McMillan1 is, but he's definitely an asshole. Is it Mick or Mac? Mick. Mm, good thinking and uh, I'm Andrew Revel that's like the sweets but spelled differently you work out how it's spelled um, pretty much if you google Sam Shedden my Twitter comes up right, top because cool. I'm such a big n- name with like right. 300 <laughs> followers yeah. how much time have you spent googling yourself at the taxpayer's expense taxpayer's expense you kind of work in the public sector don't you no not at all no, no solidly private oh yeah oh, well. <laughs> just my employers <laughs> excellent uh, right, guy, I'm I'm finished. I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Okay, uh, yeah, like us on whatever Facebook, Twitter, yeah, etc. Rough cool. copy. Do it.